Welcome to Direct-to-Video DVD Extras, a podcast between podcasts where we talk about whatever we want. Now, where's the button on this thing? I want to talk about the the big problem with this movie, because this movie has a big problem. Uh-oh. And the big I problem... We, I thought we'd gone over the big problems. The, the big problem with this movie is that more so than in the original animated film, I really fucking wish everyone had a French accent. <laughs> or no one did. I, I. There were so many. There were so many big English actors in this movie, and when I kind of realized that, I was like, "That's weird, isn't it? Why is everybody a big English actor in this movie? Why do they get all these English? This isn't fucking Middle Earth." <laughs> okay. Although uh, Josh Gad does have a pretty great, uh, sort of slight French accent while he's singing. Um, when he's singing Gaston. Yeah. In in so much... And actually, Emma Watson does it too. Where if they say the word Gaston in a song, they almost but not quite drop the N. Yeah. It like slides in at the last second. Yeah, they go real light on the N. And I, I liked that. I just... But yeah, you're right. <laughs> and, and like, again, my problem, my problem isn't that nobody has a French accent. My problem is that commit one way or the other either everyone has a french accent or nobody has a french accent because it just feels weird to have like like all of these like kind of british people and british people and american guy and then like you go to the castle and there are all these british people and one french guy who's really french really french and i um did i mention that I'm sorry, I'm I'm interrupting you for another thought that I lost no, earlier. You're good. Um, while we were talking about Gaston, I thought, we don't know what Gaston lost. We never find out who or what he lost for what would have been most of his childhood. And maybe the reason he ended up that way was because of the curse in some way. Like maybe he grew up without a dad. And we just never hear about it. That was just, it was just something that, that came to my mind and I was thinking about. If I were to give Gaston a backstory to help explain why he is the way he is, mm-hmm. I would think that like the Beast, he would have been raised by his father and only his father. But I think it would have it would have been more of a, his father being this like military man who really valued his son being a man and wanted his son to strive to be a man that's, I think, what I believe happened, but the fact that the town was different for an unspecified amount of time yeah, means that something, statistically speaking, something happened to his family. And we never get to hear about it because, again, he dies. And anybody who would have said, hey, it's Gaston, they're just not, they just can't anymore. They can't say that. Hmm. Because at the end of the movie, again, there are people, crowds of people come in meeting the people they had forgotten about for unspecified amount of time, probably 10 years. Yeah. But. <clears throat> that was just, that was just my thought with it. Because at the end of the movie, when they started showing how everybody was meeting somebody, I thought, well, he definitely should be meeting somebody. And maybe... Maybe it wouldn't have changed who he was. Or maybe it would have. 
and we'll literally never know. That's the thing, though, is the movie implies that he was always this way, and also that he was gone because he was at a war. Like, he had just gotten back from a war. Right. Um, How old is he, and how long was the war? And there's a lot of stuff we never know about timelines in this movie. We know more about... It, it does a lot better with giving us passage of time than the original one did, but it doesn't actually say the curse took place this long ago and let you build a bigger timeline. Yeah. I don't know. I'm... It's just a thought I had. Yeah. It's just, it's just this weird, loose plot thread. And again, not every plot thread needs to be tied up at the end of the... Yeah, that's true. Uh, you don't need everything to kind of tidy itself up with the nice bow. I think... I think at the end of the day, this movie is a great adaptation. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of... That's all it is. And that's fine. Because Beauty and the Beast, as how, it is... Well, how, how do you mean? Well, because... At, at the end of the day, like yeah, they make a little, they make some tweaks here and there, but but at the end of the day, the the overall effect of the movie hasn't changed. Okay. Uh, the the plot works itself out pretty much the same. The characters go through similar growths, like that they've tweaked and micromanaged small parts of the film, but it's the same movie. It's just live action and. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about that because because of the one tweak that they did that made because we spent so long talking about all the crazy the crazy shit that definitely happened <laughs> in the original movie because of the curse. When they changed that curse, it made me think about okay, what other crazy shit happened? And <laughs> one of the things one of the things I thought about was also the fact that now the town doesn't seem as terrible as it was in the animated movie. And if the whole town wasn't enabling Gaston, how did he end up that way? How did he end up at that point? I don't know. The town still has its problems. I mean... Yeah. But you're right. But but what I what, just... I what I mean to just say is is like yeah like the the back the back end of the story changes drastically the what is it the lore implications yeah those are massively different but the but the story that's being told right same it, story it's the same story and that's not that's not bad it's that's a, that's not bad it's a good story it's a damn good story right and I don't think I personally don't think that when you're remaking something like Beauty and the Beast. That is a classic um, of itself. Yeah. I don't think you should do anything like change the story that drastically or change the ending or make it or, or change a character so much that it that it uh, that it warps everything else because you're going to get more even even if it makes a better movie in in some way, you're going to get more pushback from it because people are going to say well this isn't the movie that i like you know like what happened with um like happened like what happened with ghostbusters yeah if they had called that movie something else i think people probably would have liked it but people didn't like it even though it has it i actually haven't even seen it it's pretty good uh, it's pretty great yeah, actually that's, that's, that's the thing i've i've seen parts of it like i've seen clips and i've also seen people say hey this is a really good underrated movie and people didn't see it because they remember ghostbusters and it's yeah. so different 
that they don't want to see a different Ghostbusters. And that's that's my big thing, right? Is like is like like if you don't like this, mm-hmm. it doesn't erase the uh it doesn't erase the old Beauty and the Beast. The old Beauty and the Beast is still there. It's its own monster. Like I I don't understand the argument that people make when it's like, "Oh, they're making this new thing and it's killed my childhood forever." Like who gives a shit? Like yeah, well, that's just if you, whiny, stupid, pedantic yeah, if, shit. Like, if you want your childhood back, go, fucking go watch the original. It's still there. It's not going anywhere. And and that's the thing is, is this new the new Ghostbusters movie is great. I think I fucking hated the original Ghostbusters because it was weird and creepy. But but Wait, like creepy. It, there's a whole creepy how? fucking scene where a dude gets a blowjob by a ghost, and I just like ugh. Okay, that's not a whole scene. It's a whole scene. No, it's part of a montage. The, the, Listen, to me, it was a whole scene. That's Hey, it's fine if you don't like that bit. I just wanted to make sure that you meant creepy in some weird misogynistic way. Because it is in a few ways a well, weird yeah, misogynistic movie. Be, yeah, um, it is because of like the whole you Sigourney Weaver creepy, thing. Like, you didn't mean creepy like there were ghosts in it. Because <laughs> no. that's what I thought you meant for a second. And I was like, dude. No. Okay, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. Okay, but, but, I understand. But that's I, the... and I I agree. There's some. It, it also suffers from something a lot of Bill Murray movies suffer from. Which with the the fact that Bill Murray is a charismatic person, but that doesn't mean that he can save an entire movie. No, the fact that Bill Murray plays somebody who is a giant asshole and spends the whole movie being a giant asshole, and everybody loves him for it, and he is real shitty to the girl and yeah. she still falls for him yep. and that happens in a lot of Bill Murray movies it happens in them. Groundhog Day and it happens in Ghostbusters and it's just it happens in Osmosis Jones does it? yep okay isn't the whole point of that movie that he's kind of a shitty dad? I don't know um I might not have actually seen Osmosis Jones don't I think I only saw the cartoon that played on Saturdays where I think they got sucked out of Bill Murray's body by a mosquito and put into a kid. Yep. Okay. I don't know where this conversation came from or where it's going. You want to pick it up? Yeah. But yeah, like like the that that whole like, like you said, like this pedantic shit of like if you don't want the adaptation, you don't need it. And mm-hmm. and and like I said, like this movie is a great adaptation. I might not need it, but I want it, and I'm glad that it's there. Cuz more because more great is great. Yes. When I saw this movie, I thought... I felt like the point of this movie was to fix some of the lingering problems with beauty, with the original Beauty and the Beast. Some of them being the idea of... The idea of kidnapping, mm-hmm. which is sort of played up a little bit more in the... It sort of played up that... Even though we knew it in the cartoon, it's played up that the Beast is also a prisoner. And it's less that he has taken Belle prisoner and more that they are both prisoners of the curse. So they're, again, more on equal ground. And then a little bit of, hey, this person who cursed a kid, that's really fucked up. So then they make him not a kid. I felt like it was a reason to clean up some of the more murky ideas behind Beauty and the Beast. 
And then, hey, also let's make it live action because hmm. we're not going to make the same movie again. I, but I mean, the thing is, is like, yeah, like I said, like, yeah, they tweak it and they fix some stuff. But at the end of the day, like, like what happens when you do this, like them fixing a couple of bugs, like this movie has its own set of kind of problems. Yeah. And I, I honest to God think that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like <laughs> Beauty and the Beast is apparently a story that cannot be told without having a million problems. And, well, I think, I think you could say that about pretty much any princess story. You could, but you could definitely say it about Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Like, The Little Mermaid has problems, but I feel like it has significantly fewer problems. Or less complex problems. Yeah. And also, at the end of the day, Beauty and the Beast doesn't fix the, like, well, quote-unquote fix the biggest problem of Beauty and the Beast and most Disney princess movies. And that's the problem of this female character kind of throwing away like it doesn't she doesn't necessarily throw away but it feels like she's throwing away her ambitions and wants because at the end of the day what she really wants is to be married to a dude and that's kind of a shitty implication but yeah she has that great she has that great reprise that we actually didn't touch on in our last uh in our in our last episode which was um where she sings about all the things that she wants and how it might be great to find somebody who who understands that she just doesn't want the same things that he wants. Yeah. Because right now she's just got Gaston. I, I don't know, though. I mean, I feel like once you've married a prince, you can probably go go traveling. <laughs> I don't... Well, <laughs> don't it's a, you feel like that? Uh, Tony, I don't think the problem is the fact that she couldn't travel. That's not what I'm talking about. The problem is this weird implication that, like, at the end of the day, what Belle really wanted was to be married to a dude which mm. like i like i said it's it's a pr- it's it's a problem that's not inherent to beauty and the beast it's a problem that's inherent to disney princess movies in general you know what did that really bad but played it like it was a good thing princess and the frog i god it's been so long since i've seen princess and the frog in princess and the frog uh her mom tells her that her mom tells i forget her name the girl tiana that sure yes her mom tells tiana that her father might not have gotten everything he wanted but he had what he needed and what she meant was a family he had tiana and he had her and he never got his restaurant but he had them and then an old witch tells her something along the same lines how what you want and what you need might not be the same thing And she doesn't get what she needs, quote-unquote, until she marries what's-his-face. And then she also gets what she wants. Yeah. There is a level of of sort of pervasive... But that's the thing, you're telling a love story. And you want to give... You want to give them more complex... Because if you watch a romantic comedy, all anybody talks about is wanting to be in love. Mm -hmm. And you don't want that either, because then that's not a character that you care about because okay fine they want to be in love they get they fall in love great so you want them to want something else and how do you want them to want something else and then still end the movie on them falling in love how do you make that okay i know there's a way to do it because i'm probably not the person to do it because at like at the end of the day i love 
romantic like i for all of their flaws i love romantic comedies and i love disney princess movies because at the end of the day those those implications aren't geared towards me mm-hmm. right like yeah that's that's the level of it definitely like yeah, yeah. Cause like like at the end of the day when i watch romantic comedies and beauty and the beast i get a lot of good positive vibes and as well as some other bad stuff like the the implicate the the masculine implications of well, okay, actually, I do want to talk about this later, but but yeah, like like the the implications of masculinity and stuff. That's like, that's a whole different topic. Mm-hmm. But I will say that I did enjoy this. I did enjoy the fact that in this universe, the prince is very obsessed with being beautiful. Mm-hmm. And and like like at the beginning of the movie when he's getting all dressed up to go to the ball in this very kind of traditionally French feminine way. Mm-hmm. I really liked that touch. Mm-hmm. And I really liked the fact that the actor that they got to play the prince isn't like square jaw handsome. Yeah. Oh, and here's the other thing. Uh, Cause we talked about this last time. The transformation sequence was um, a lot more, I was a lot more okay with it for a few reasons. <laughs> I think one of the reasons was, his face is under all that hair somewhere. Like, they took his face and put a beast face on it. Yeah. But it's still his face in there. Actually, something I noticed was, um, in the cartoon, the beast... I I remembered thinking this. I don't think the beast could kiss. Because he had huge fangs that pointed upwards. Yeah. I don't think he would be able to, like, purse his lips the right way. (laughs) Yeah. I remember thinking that. And man, this dude has the most. This beast has the most kissable lips. He's just like, they're just like right out there, like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm on the wrong side of this talk for some reason. <laughs> but you're right. He, um, his, his, and also we see they're very we see full. the prince. Yes, and also we see the prince a few times, so we are aware of what he looks like. Yeah, and it's not as shocking when he is no longer the beast also he has a little bit of scruff when he turns back into a human and you were you you really landed on one side in that you needed him to have a beard or something it it's also so did bell at the end of the movie yeah that that line was really good (laughs) it's like oh that line is really good but also is like a little bit like creepy like, like, I, I thought, like, I thought, hey, oh, that's funny, and then like a little bit problematic. Yeah, uh, mm, you know, mm, hey, uh, Prince, because they still kind of didn't give him a name in this movie, which I is super weird. I don't think they gave a name. I think I heard him referenced as an M, M name, like Matthew uh, or something. Uh, I, but I don't know why. I don't know either. Um, <laughs> Prince, hey, Prince, who's who again? No name, still weird. Mm-hmm. You know what I really dig? The fact that you used to be a massive hairy monster. How about you grow a beard? Thank you for listening to Direct-to-Video VHS? DVD Extras. I have been Tony Robusto. And I have been your host, Andres. I'm struggling. Do I, do I want to go with the, the full beast lips? Is that what I want to focus on here? Those were good lips. Yeah. Reyes.
I don't know why that got me. <laughs> that got me hard. Uh, you can uh, you can find me at royalty underscore Valens on Twitter. Yes, and uh, you can find me at Theater Vets with an ER. Uh, remember to uh, check us out on iTunes or Google or our website, wherever you find our podcasts. And if you can, give us that sweet, sweet five-star review. It really helps uh, yeah. get us on the leaderboards. Yeah, and, and, and let's do a real sit-down chat about this, because we have a decent amount of listeners, and I am very happy for all that all of you are here joining us. Somebody leave a goddamn review. We have four listeners in China. What? Can one of you Chinese people open up iTunes? I literally do not know. But if you can, it would be so nice for you to leave a review. And I would just love our only review to be in Chinese. That would be hilarious, actually. Wouldn't that be delightful? I would love that. Guys, this is really how more people find out about us. And then... If more people find out about us, we can spend more time talking about stupid movies. <laughs> yeah, because that'll give us a, a bigger incentive to... Well, it'll give me a bigger incentive anyway to, to sleep less and work on editing these things more. Exactly. Listen to him. Listen, listen to how much he wants to work for you. <laughs> I need it. I gotta enslave <laughs> myself to capitalism. It's really the only way we get by. I mean, that's not true. I work, like, two jobs... I was going. I, I meant as slaves to capitalism. Oh, as slaves to cap. Yes. Just in general, as slaves to capitalism, not because of the podcast. As slaves to capitalism, God, I, we don't make money on this. I would love if we, you know, made something off of this. That'd be awesome. Smile. If we only got like smiles on faces. Smile. Aw, that'd be great. You know what? I immediately took it to monetary, and you, you took it to smiles on faces, and I love that. Uh, we could just end on like a good memory. Like let's let's just sit here and just think for a little bit on, about how much we want to kiss those CGI lips. They're they're good fucking lips. But here's the other thing I wanted to mention: Lee Rosevere. Yes. We use his music, Penguins on Parade, for our podcast, and it's really good music. And he does a lot of other really good music. There's a, I was just poking around his uh, his library, and I found something called going out for coffee or something and it's like a light but almost noir feeling huh. music and it's just it's just a good it's just it's just a good tune you as a listener should go check that out because you know what why the fuck not life's too short did we cover all our bases i think we covered all the bases so oh actually you know what i also um if you go to direct2.video which is our website i put up a couple more uh youtube videos i don't really know how to share stuff on youtube anymore i used to use youtube all the time when i was in high school and now i don't um it's changed the only one that's gotten that's gotten like an amount of views because most of them just sit there Mm. yeah is the one that i cut out of the beauty and the beast one gaston and toxic masculinity oh that's interesting yeah and it's mostly it's mostly you talking about your theory about why gaston is the way he is yeah and I fucking loved it, so I took it out and made that because it made me completely rethink his role in that movie. Yeah. And again, after this past year or so, it it um, it's something that I I think it's important to think about. It's important to um, definitely to to think about how masculinity and the idea that as a man you need to be something specific and what that means for you and for society is important that's those are important thoughts to have yeah uh 
and it's like it's like four minutes. You can go you can go look at it. It's you don't even need to look at it. The video is just it's just a direct to video thing. It's not even they they're all great like just little teasers if you need to entice somebody with a little sip of what we do. Yeah. I also did one that um I did mostly because I had listened to the Balto two one again just to see why it was so popular and I can't figure it out. Um where I just um put together I think a few of my own rants about bears. <laughs> uh just just like the just like the big stuff about how much I hated the bears in these movies and just played that. Yeah. So that's in there. That, that was fun. That's Yeah, the, that's like that's like a minute. So you can go check that out too. Uh, oh, we'll man. try to add more to that because I I like I like finding I like finding our our gems that we that we have yeah. ended up with out of these conversations. So and, and until next time, I am the ghost of John Smith. Ooh. Oh my god! Oh my god! So, uh... Yeah, we're probably just cut all of that out.